Hello and welcome back to the In My Defense podcast. I am your host, Christian, and boy, have I missed you folks. We have been on a hiatus, but we are back in the new year, 2021. Hopefully, it's going to be so much better than 2020 was. Going big places, going to play around with the format, have great ideas for this podcast for the future, and you guys are here for it. And for the first episode of the new year, we are going strong, stronger than ever. How strong? Superman strong, folks. That is right. We are talking Superman this week, a discussion on whether or not Superman is a good or a bad character. Now, this is something that a lot of nerdy circles discuss sometimes because a lot of people think Superman is boring. A lot of people think Superman is hard to write for. He's not very interesting. I happen to fall on the opposite end of that. I love the character, but nobody wants to hear me gush about Superman. So I brought on my friends Terrence and Marcus to have a little bit of a mini debate, a bit of a discussion as to what Superman, where Superman stands as a good or bad character. We talk about some of the history of the character, what goes into calling a character good or bad. We provide examples about Superman and try to try to come up with an idea of whether or not this character is actually good for writing and interesting to read about. Do we have a concrete answer by the end of it? I'm not quite sure. That's going to be up to you guys to decide, but this one was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing this episode. It's probably one of the funniest things I've ever produced. Uh, Marcus and Terrence are great characters in and of themselves, and if you ever get a chance to see them perform or do anything or follow some kind of project that they might be up to, definitely get at it. In the meantime, though, be sure to uh, like or subscribe. The That's YouTube. Be sure to like... That's still YouTube. Be sure to give compliments to this podcast wherever you can in your favorite podcatcher choice, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We are available everywhere. If we're not, let me know. I will get there. Check out InMyDefensePodcast.com. If you have any thoughts about the episode, you want to express any opinions directly, reach out to InMyDefensePodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can reach out directly with any questions you might have. Might read them out on the show if it's a good one. If you want to apply to be on the show, that's also where you can do so. Let's not waste too much of your time and get right into to the episode about Superman, whether he's a good or a bad character. I am here with two of my very good friends, Terrence and Marcus. Marcus, say hi to everybody. Good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever time you're listening to it. Hi, my name is Marcus. And Terrence, say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Two two kinds of people. (laughs) That was a power move. That was a power move. (laughs) And I have you guys on. To for the first time, I'm having two guests on episode because it's something that uh, there's been some contention between us over the last few weeks involving a certain character. Um, we're here to talk about Superman and whether Superman actually is a good or bad character, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just right off the bat, uh, I will not even let's not get into that. I won't even know what Superman means to you guys. Where do you guys stand on Superman? So, Marcus, we'll start with you. How do you feel about just Superman in and of itself? 
uh, in and of itself, Superman is the epitome of whether we're going to go for a hero. He can be the ultimate good. And through years, decades, lifetimes, generations has has been turned into in certain certain story arcs, the ultimate bad. I think he's a great versatile symbol for, you know, many conversations, many, many ethos, many ethics that, that we bring into our life. Lots of pop culture references. Like you tell anybody almost in any country, hey, Superman, you know what they're talking about. Um, as far as the character growing up, it was I was definitely highly influenced by Superman. I'm talking birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, lunch boxes, socks and book bags and all that stuff. So it was so I definitely was highly exposed to Superman. And then growing up, yes, my father, he huge comic book guy. I'm talking like those Rubbermaid storage containers of like Superman comics. So I got to read them, at least the ones I was allowed to open or the ones I opened without his permission. But I would like usually just tape it right back up. So, you know, Superman's a great character. Fantastic. Um, I will. I, I could definitely after, after how much I know about him, I could argue on either side. I can be his be his lawyer or the devil's advocate. So I would definitely like uh, I, I love debating or talking about Superman. So that's that's where I stand. Like he's everything when it comes to being the ultimate hero or could be the ultimate villain because he's just that. What's the what's the word? I don't want to be too grandiose. Perfect. He's just that perfect. So that's that's <laughs> and, my and Terrence, how do you? What about you? How do you feel about Superman? You know, I grew up on Superman as well. I had uh, comic books. I had that Superman bed sheet, Superman curtains. Uh, I I I really really was into Superman. I still am. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm I will read a Superman comic book. I'll read all of the history of Superman. It's just now, you know, as I started to grow up, I'm like. This guy is the perfect example of mediocrity and just arrogance. And I'm like, geez, <laughs> geez, how did I not see this before? And, and, you know, and I stopped reading it just for the, I, when I read it, I enjoy it completely. I'll enjoy the entire series all the way to the end. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, but well, wait a second. Doesn't he this, does, can he do that? Why did all this have to happen if he has all of these abilities. And so, yeah, he's become the symbol of mediocrity for me. And uh, I still, I still love reading it, reading it, but you know, I look at it through a different lens. now. <laughs> and uh, I think, and, and that's what we're here for. Right? We're here to talk about what like, through, through the lens of Superman who we're, we can't really tell whether he's a good or a bad character. We have to also figure out what that means. Right. Because that's kind of a loaded question since like there are different rules that dictate what makes a character good or bad. So like, even just to start off with this, I just want to make sure we're all not even, we don't necessarily have to be on the same page, but I just want to know what perspectives that we're coming from. So Terrence, when it's, like for me, let me start with me. So for me personally, very there are very few characters in storytelling that are as long lived as like comic book characters, right? Like Superman has been around for almost 90 years at this point. And so there's a lot of stuff to work with when we're deciding what counts and what doesn't count. Mm hmm. Right. Um, Because it's easy to like take things that are definitely inherently bad. We're introduced to the canon. Like there are bad writers doing this, bad artists. Like it's definitely easy to like take things (laughs) that some that mistakes that somebody made and say, oh, yeah, look at this thing that somebody did 50 years ago. Of course, Superman's a bad character. This makes no sense. This is horrible. Right. Um, And and so where where I'm at when it comes to like deciding whether a character is good or bad is that you take what 
when it comes to the character that that's this old, you take what's uh, what everybody counts. You have to take you t- kind of have to look at what everybody's pretty much decided unofficially in un- uh, that this is what makes Superman Superman is right. when it comes to this one character. Accepted uh, characteristics of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that's where I'm going to be talking because I do think Superman's a good character. I think he's one of the best characters mm-hmm. in just in just fiction entirely just because of how malleable the character is, how he fits into different types of stories. Not necessarily what makes him like good or evil, but I think being able to tell stories where he's good, being able to tell stories where he's evil, being able to tell stories that are serious, dramatic, funny, uh silly, like those those are the things that kind of make a character good because they're 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 able to be told by a bunch of different people, a bunch of different ways and still like they're they end up being very good and 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 remembered for the rest of the time which i think superman is a long-lasting character yes what about you terrence where where are you coming from with this uh, i think he is a great idea right i i love the idea of superman i just think when you end up putting pen to paper with his powers and his abilities and how he actually puts it in to use in scenarios, it, it kind of falls apart and it makes me just question everything. So mm-hmm. I have to just take it as is and be like, okay, this is just what it is. If you try to analyze it, you're just going to get mad. <laughs> so you just have to enjoy the ride. Uh, but you you are correct. As a character and as an idea, it's amazing because it is inspirational. He's always, you know, when he does a thing, you're like, wow, yes, we can be better or yeah, we can be evil. You know, you have that day. You have that feeling. You, you, you're along for your ride with him, whatever he's going through. You know, and then it just, you know, it, it, when you stop and just think about it, it just kind of falls apart and, and it hurts my feelings that I can't, <laughs> <laughs> that I can't just stay on, on that ride with him. You know, so that's, that's where I'm at. I, I think he is, he is a great idea for a character and he's a great sort of inspiration if you don't, dig in just too deep you just gotta like hmm. not not go all the way in okay yeah that's that's interesting i'm, I'm wondering like, we might get into specifics later so i'm wondering when those moments because i i don't see that really i don't really see the moments where what's the word for it but basically take myself out of the situation to actually believe that this is a thing that is that is good really like it's one of those things it's one of, like i'm not i'm not questioning i'm not questioning the character of superman like and it's not not like not like i'm not questioning that oh yeah a man can fly yeah so well yeah in this world a man can fly or in this world a person like superman can is no i think exactly. i think superman is some it could is very much like a real person just as real to me as you guys or any other fictional character that i really look up to well batman's real i think we all know that Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no uh, question. That's another podcast. I got my own, I got, I'm on the opposite end of Batman. I got my own problems with Batman, but whatever. Not hero, sure. Superhero, no. Okay, that's a, that's a whole other. We're that's just gonna whole, put that in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. For that'll this. be our. Oh, that'll be dark. That'll be, that'll be the, the dark podcast. <laughs> in my so, of, in, uh, in my offense, okay. In my offense. In my offense. I am offending you with my opinions. So, Marcus. Uh, uh, you're coming into this as kind of like so me and me and Terrence are on on opposite sides of the spectrum, and you're coming in as kind of like not so much a mediator, but someone who is just really excited to talk about Superman. And mm-hmm. so, like, do you feel like one of us? Uh, well, who are you closer to in this particular situation? Like, do you think Superman is a good character, or are you like Terrence, where it's like, yeah, he's good. He's, it's a fun character. It's fun to read about, but he's not really someone that is 
that I I wouldn't necessarily think is like a real person or someone that I don't I don't know Superman like I know okay. Batman or Jesus. I would oh okay so uh, all right so I wouldn't want to be necessarily too controversial on the uh, on your podcast but what I would want to <laughs> what I would want to say is that um, I would say the same I'm closer to Christian. In I guess the belief and in like an enjoyment of the character thinking he's great, but also I can understand Terrence's point of view thinking about the mediocrity and it's just kind of like if you analyze it too much, it, it yeah you, there's if you have a certain kind of filter an analyzing filter on the character, it doesn't it doesn't pass a smell test I think that's the the cliche so um, the way I uh, the way what I see from from both of you is kind of like how i would see certain other aspects of life it's like uh not to be i don't want to be controversial but like let's say religion for certain people if they got a belief in something like superman being an amazing character and that's their belief great but then if you add science or analyzing to to it to that filter then yeah then it's like oh but how can this happen if this happened this happened it's like okay but you're not uh which which on its own, on on his own, Terrence said the perfect thing. I'll just look at him for what he is, rather than analyzing it. You know, uh, like like you know, to death, like more. You're like, oh, if he could do this, what about this story? If he could do this, what about this obstacle? Oh, did he have to do all that? Yeah, I, it's understandable because for the writers of their time, whether it's the you know 40s, 50s, all the way to now, they wrote a story for that particular moment, for that story, like for that plot hole. I mean, for that plot, if there's a plot hole, that probably was discovered later, you know, and they keep adding. So um, to analyze something like that is difficult because you will never really get the right answer or at least an answer you know you can question it to death but you'll never really get an answer all right so right so right off the bat marcus is patron is patronizing me he's <laughs> he's humoring he's humoring he's, my wrongness and he's and humoring getting, my side as well I, I like that thank you marcus <laughs> thank you for I, walking that very very fine line it's a fine to make, line to make you're everybody right. angry right? you're right it is that's yeah stoking both fires yes <laughs> All right. Uh, well, um, so who do we want to hear from first, though? Right. Because when it comes like I think there I mean, there might be a few things that we also need. This is like which Superman are we discussing in this particular situation? Like, do we have to decide together on what Ooh. are the aspects of this character that makes Superman Superman? I have some ideas. Yeah, yeah I think we should. I mean, because you have so many different versions of him. Let's just get like a good standardized. Like, what are we talking about overall? Yeah, not, not, um, I, not yeah. saying I'm overly prepared. But I have a couple questions just to kind of help, only because I was under the false pretense earlier that I was to be some version of a mediator, which doesn't really bother me. If I am, I am. If I'm not, I'm not. But this could help um, narrow down certain. Look at that uh, list. Can you hold that list up again? Because like, uh, there's definitely at least one full page. I think there's only, there's only a few skip lines. It's definitely. This is, these are the questions. Oh, they, there's like there's like a question I, I uh, this is this one right here is a question based on a certain kind of memory that you have Superman and then I'm like wait what if I'm asked in return that and then these are like annotations of like side uh, side topics of like things yeah that, like like for anybody that can't see this it's definitely something that would be accepted as a middle school essay like I think that definitely works out okay who was your favorite superhero and why it's, oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh wait, is that? Oh, that's page two. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, let's start. Let's start with your questions, Marcus. Okay, good. My first question to Christian: 
what was your earliest memory? What is your earliest memory of Superman? Uh, I think my earliest memory would be the animated series, the one that came out after uh, the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bruce Tim verse, the DC animated universe is definitely like the version of Superman that I ended up having the most familiarity with. And like my, it was like my introduction into all those characters that were involved in it. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I read the comics, it is basically in the same voice as the, as there were two voice actors that did Superman eventually, but like it's definitely in those voices. I, I, and I always hear Clancy Brown as Lex Luthor. Like that oh is my, gosh. my, yeah, that is my version of Lex Luthor from here on out. And then, and oh, I have some, but I do have, when it comes to controversial opinions about Superman, like, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously, like there had the anime had the animated TV series, which ended up becoming Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and there were the crossovers with the with Batman and stuff like that. Right, yeah. But um, I also have some strong opinions regarding the Christopher Reeve movies, because while I do enjoy <laughs> those yeah. first two Christopher Reeve movies, yeah, that question's yeah. down here. That I question's down all, here. I think we're all going to follow that path with you. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but here's <laughs> but here's where here's where I defer though, because I think the best Superman movie that has ever been made is Superman three. With Richard Pryor. Okay, mm. so that is going to be later. But well done. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna defer that one. All right. Okay, so you I are... will say that can end up being its own thing, but that movie that movie is the most tightly written. The script is the most tightly written script out of all the movies that have come out so far, including anything in the Zack Snyder verse. Oh. Right? There are, <laughs> okay. there are no there are no problems, there are no solutions in the Superman three that were solved with magic that came out of nowhere. There's no cellophane S. Every problem problem that was solved in Superman 3 was set up in the first act of the movie. The only time in Superman 3 that you have to like make a leap in logic is believing that Richard Pryor is a a accidental computer genius. But once you let that go, the movie is almost perfect. When you say the word accidental, it helps. It helps kind of crutch you along (laughs) to the... That's also also in the plot of the movie because Richard Pryor had never touched a computer before he became a genius at them so I'm just he saying, just touched a button and it makes things happen this guy as great as a, a comedian stand up and all that stuff it's like you couldn't even like act like you really knew the computer itself I'm like you're a genius go ahead yeah he knows a computer what do you, what do you mean he's never touched it and you really see him like <laughs> I'm because, like, because what do they, what do they, what do they tell him when he's like, ugh. when he's like re- when he's like writing checks? And I was like, what did you do? It's like, I don't know. I just touched a button and it happened. <laughs> but like once, once you let that go, the movie's well shot. It's well edited. It's well scripted. Um, you have I mean, to suspend reality, which is a, which is, which is a very huge cornerstone of any movie. If you goer. believe a man can fly, you can believe that Richard Pryor can has computer powers. Absolutely, that's, fine. Yeah. that's a great, that point, that's a great right? point. <laughs> just go with it. Just go with it. Okay. <laughs> So, Terrence, same question to you. What is your earliest memory of Superman? It would be the animated series as well. Wonderful. Perfect. Yep, yep. yep. So it's it's right along that those lines, um, very similar. Uh, that, uh, Batman and Superman, you know, that's, that's where I got my first introduction. And then back to the comic books and, and the movies. And yeah, yeah. And then I recently discovered they were like, Superman cartoons from like the 1950s. And yes. Like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, the Fleischer cartoons are great. Yeah, yeah. So, those are, yeah, those are, those, yeah. So not not, was, yeah, not so much that. talking, not so much talking, but a lot of action. <laughs> they they yeah. really, that's when they really drew like the 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 atomic the atomic soldiers, the the death ray, and they really drew that. I was like, oh, good stuff. All right. Okay. So, yeah. What about you, Marcus? Where are you coming from when it comes to the big blue boy scout? <sighs> I would say my earliest memory 
honestly comes from uh, definitely like the way I see it. Uh, uh, Christmas or birthday gifts, seeing the symbol. Like I saw the symbol usually as like a kid. I would see it on a backpack. I want that. I would hear about it. But yes, I would say in a digital, like visual sensing actual movement, yes, it would definitely be the 1996 Superman animated series. And it was a huge thing because I was like, yeah, that was like, you got to see it in action. And well, what was great about it is that it was it coincided with my father with the comic books. So I get to read a little bit and then watch the show. And I was like, wait a second, this one's this guy's known as Parasite. Let me go to find the find the comic that's about Parasite. This one's about, you know, Lex Luthor. Let me get every. Co- oh, my God, he's everywhere. You know, it's like, <laughs> what is that? Was that? Oh, oh, oh my, my God. God. Superman Adventures. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, I'm holding I'm holding up uh Superman Adventures number 27, which is based off of the Superman animated series. This one features um Superman versus Superior Man. Superior who had Man. Come to Metropolis to uh attack spoilers for everybody. Superior Man turns out to be Metallo, who was brainwashed by Lex Luthor mm. um to to be to rep- to be to make Superman replaceable crazy you see and that's and that's a great thing like if they're gonna write in a if they're gonna create an obstacle for superman superior man but like there's so much history and so many like really great founded characters like metallo or you know i, I gotta ask you about that in a second but like uh, <laughs> uh you know great i'll get into it because there's a good point to this a good point i brought this i brought this book out because it has a there's a point to it that i want to mm-hmm. uh, bring up later on but yeah no, but like so yeah. like we see we see where everybody's coming from mm-hmm. um but when it comes so like Obviously, when the Superman animated series is something that we can definitely bring into the canon of the show, because I don't think there's much about that version of Superman that defies the image of Superman that, like, I think most creators that tell stories would consider wrong or 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 misplaced. Um, I think the only time that anybody kind of messed up with that character was in the first uh, season of Justice League, where they used Superman as kind of like um, the punching bag, where where to establish how bad a villain, how big and evil a villain was, the very first thing they would do was knock out Superman. Well, yeah, I mean, what, that's that's what prison rules. You gotta you gotta beat up the first <laughs> biggest, biggest guy, guy when he shows yep. up prison. Yeah, they're like, you know what? How can we apply this to who can we apply it to? Uh, Green Arrow, the Flash, no Superman. That's that's high level. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think, yeah, I think if it. they had if they had knocked out Green Hour consistently, I think that would have been very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes again, <laughs> getting knocked out. You know what? This is such a this is such a an opposite approach. I mean, this is a this is obviously a tangent. I don't know if this will be cut out, but this is an opposite approach of like Dragon Ball Z because when Dragon Ball Z shows up with their gang, who do they knock out? They knock out uh, Yamcha, Krillin, Tien, Tien. Krillin, they yeah. knock all the guys out, and then Goku eventually shows up and he's the big bad and he wins. And the, it's the opposite. Like, yeah, you're right. It's a punchy bag. Is they show up with the side characters, but Superman goes first. Boom, he's knocked out, and everyone's like. Ooh, ooh, okay. Now we're gonna take this seriously because because right? the because then they have this idea where like if Superman's around for this whole fight, why doesn't he just end it in five minutes? It's like okay, then we'll shoot him with like some kind of like electrified laser beam that knocks him out for the first few minutes of the fight, <laughs> and he constantly gets hit with. He constantly gets hit. With. <laughs> I'm like, it's like just dude, him. it's just him. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's part of yeah. But anyway. that could have added to my dis distaste for Superman. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, that that one's included. Like because here's the thing though, uh, for any. Anybody that might not be aware, 
like DC continuity is a very confusing thing. Yes. Uh, for saying for anybody that might read the comics, because one of the things that has been around for all these characters is that they always kind of take place in a version of the present day where yes, it's the superhero version where there's high technology and people flying around, but it's, but DC comic books are always kind of meant to be happening in the now, right? And that can lead to a problem after a few decades of writing these characters, right? Yeah. Because what do you do when you've been writing Batman for 20 years? Is there a 50-year-old guy running around That's... like with bad knees fighting on villains? So like very early on in DC continuity, they they was like people were like questioning, wait, how what is how is Superman doing this thing? But then he doesn't mention the things that he did like 30 years. Oh, those are two different Supermen. That's what DC did, basically. Yeah. Like, here's an Earth One and there's an Earth Two, right? Oh. Oh, that, that exploded huge when they when the idea of like a whole multiverse Earth one or two. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? What do you mean Earth six two six? What the heck's going on here? <laughs> like, wait, 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 because like, yeah, you're right. You're, DC does have that kind of continuity problem, which is, I would say, definitely we they could not have seen it coming back then. You know, when they first first wrote it, because I wouldn't, I, I I would imagine to a certain degree. I'm not going to be in the writer's head, but I would imagine to a certain degree they're writing Obermesh, you know, Superman, like this yeah. this this ultimate strong. I mean, first off, he didn't have the ability to fly, but they gave it to him later on. He was super strong, but like then he made they, they then they made him like ridiculously strong and the eye stuff, the X-ray stuff. It was like they added more and more and more, and then he was like, okay, now we got to cut him off because we gave him everything. We right. we literally left every part I of think his they, body. I think they, they stopped that uh, solar flare. I think they stole that from Krillin. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, well, yeah, that was for the new 52. So what happened is that we, for, so early on, we have a Golden Age Superman right. and we have a Silver Age Superman. Right? Golden Age Superman is much less powerful. He's the one that you could see from the old TV shows where he can't really fly. He just jumps really high. Yeah. Um, Silver Age Superman is basically unlimited. Basically, they were writing a new power for him every single month. Mm-hmm. Um, I love some also, of those. <laughs> the only, I, I, those, are, those are great one of my favorite comics of all time is Superman number 156 uh, and which, I, which is a story that I can bring up later when it comes to the good stuff about Superman um, but there's also like not only were there the comics there were the TV shows um there was also radio plays. That's where Kryptonite comes from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kryptonite was first introduced in a radio play. The I Great have a, Equalizer, I, have a... I call it. <laughs> <laughs> like once they once they brought that in, they're like, "Oh my God, wait, we're talking about a rock? Oh, this is gonna this is gonna make us coast for like two decades. We got this <laughs> easily." Easily, and then someone had the genius idea of like making different colors, and it's like that guy got a raise. Oh my god! With like, <laughs> what was that issue? The one where Jimmy Olsen made like crystal kryptonite or something like that, like a jewel kryptonite. There's one for everything. There's one for everything, and then like, like the the one was based on like gold, like like uh, gold that can uh, uh, that that works against plants, and then like like a blue one, a red one. I'm like these guys, like. <laughs> Like these guys were really like it was hilarious. Uh, like when I came across those comics, it, you know, like like when you were saying D- uh, DC continuity, you're reading something, you're reading something, and out of nowhere comes this Kryptonite series, and I'm like, what the heck just happened? What what is this rock thing? So, but then of course, being as a as a fan, you start to incorporate that into your knowledge and understanding of what Superman is. So then. Yeah, that became another conversation piece with all your other middle school, high school friends when you talk about like, you know, like his weakness is a rock. Shut up. You you, you don't. It's awesome. You don't know. <laughs> but but because like where we're getting at with that, with the kryptonite stuff is because it became so important because kryptonite, even though kryptonite might have just been a throwaway idea somebody had, it was ingrained into the comics. It became a thing in the movies. Everyone started paying attention. Everyone thought, OK, this is a great idea. We're going to include kryptonite as one of Superman's weaknesses. 
from now on because it's it's a good tool. It's a good thing. So it makes it a part of that. Kryptonite is a part of Superman's character for sure, 100%, like unquestionable. Um, various things pop up through throughout like Superman's history, you know, different realities and different multiverse. Now that the multiverse theory is happening, DC can do anything. They can do Elseworlds tales. Like if, if something doesn't make sense in a story, okay, that's Earth 23, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> count towards main continuity. And then 1986 happens. And 1986 is basically where everything went dark and gritty and I feel like the entire all, like all of society just became like nothing but like pockets and grit, gritting your teeth because uh, we have the crisis on infinite earths mm-hmm. where it was DC's attempt to like bring everything like simplify everything and make it so like okay we're gonna take all the universes mm-hmm. that we've created so far make them fight each other mash them together destroy 99.9% of them and leave just one earth where we take our favorite bits and we'll put it all into one story that's right and that's where we get that's where we get like Man of Steel and Dark Knight Returns and, Dark, and Batman Year One that's where like these stories that have now become part of the canon really start taking place and like it's the they became the more modern versions of these characters that we are more familiar with today right because Mm -hmm. the version of Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman that that started coming out in 1986 is the one that I think most people see in their heads just because it is the result of decades and decades and decades of 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 stories up to this point right essentially they, they had essentially perfected what they thought these characters should be at that point and it's time to kind of like bring out that perfected version and do away with all the others uh mm-hmm. you know still said they miss with superman but yeah. <laughs> well, for, yeah. and then for the next few for the next few decades they kind of like do soft reboots here and there whenever something's happening whenever something happens and nobody likes it they basically yeah. ignore it from then on um yeah. For for example, one of my one of my favorite examples of this is Kevin Smith did a Batman story um, at one point, and he made it so, and he had done a retcon where Batman tells a story that took place during Batman Year One. It's the scene where Batman crashes through the window, and he and he and he uh, crashes the dinner that's happening between all the mob bosses and the politicians, and. Kevin Smith wrote a line where Batman's telling stories that he says he peed himself a little bit when that happened because he, he was shocked by one of the explosions. He's <laughs> like, no, Kevin Smith. Everyone ignored it from then on. No, Kevin Smith. You're not allowed to do that. Batman is not allowed to pee himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that should happen. there are certain <laughs> yeah, guidelines. Basically. There are certain guidelines you, you, you just can't cross. And, and once you do, you will definitely create a, a, <laughs> a controversial and uproar or you just be like, you know, what? we're just going to we don't mention that. We're not going to say that name in this house. You know, we're going to move <laughs> yeah, on. So that became one of those things that everyone just kind of ignores. Yeah. And then 2011 happens and we have DC's New 52. New 52. Which is of the biggest messes in comics that you can possibly imagine. Loved it. Oh, well. I th- I, like a lot of great stuff came came out of the new 52. It is the current universe that we exist in now with the soft reboots that have happened here and there, but it is basically the new continuity that exists in DC comics. The problem is DC didn't do it a hundred percent, right? Cause they, they totally rebooted Superman. They totally rebooted wonder woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, Batman and green lantern were being written by two of the biggest writers that DC had at the time. Batman's being written by Grant Morrison and uh, Jeff Johns was writing green lantern mm-hmm. and neither one of them wanted to stop in the middle of their stories for the new 52 so basically like where they basically they compressed all of the history of batman and green lantern up to that point into five years mm-hmm. which made it even more confusing for batman in particular because grant morrison being the person who is consistently on acid that he is <laughs> uh, made it made it so that every batman story is canon <laughs> 
every single one from the Silver Age to the Golden Age, Grant Morrison made every single Batman story canon to some degree, whether it was a hallucination or some other nonsense that happened in a Batman story. Everything that Batman has, everything that, that has been written about Batman is is a part of his experience to some degree. And it all happened within five years, according well, to the new 52. Yeah, that that. Yeah, well, if they're definitely trying to have their own arc, their own story, their own uh, imprint in the timeline of what is Superman from the 40s to now, then then yeah, that, that kind of stuff is going to happen. And I like that idea that it's like on the constant acid trip because it's like, you know what, that there's the uh, there's there's the explanation there. <laughs> All right, so I think what we can just what we can kind of decide now okay. is what are we keeping? Right. What are we making part of Superman? Right. So I uh, um, like, because you can't just slap an S on somebody's chest and call him Clark and say that that Superman doesn't really work out that way. Right. right. There's. Um, yeah. So, like, so I mean, we can make we can try to make a list right now. It's like there's shit ton of powers, basically God level. Are we going right? to include Superman Red, Superman Blue? <laughs> yeah. The nineteen eighty eighty one. That, that, that's that's a thing that happened. Yeah. It is All a right. thing that happened. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. fine. Power wise, um, we're gonna go with the basics, right? The, the lasers, the super speed. Well, I think I think now, I mean. <laughs> For your for your sake, Terrence, I think it's better for your argument if Superman is just the guy that can well can do any like there's a, there's the basics or the Superman super strength and all that. But then there's like the nonsense stuff, like maybe not so much in the Silver Age degree where he like where they come up with like Rainbow Vision or whatever wow. that he might end up having. But um, the I think Superman is Superman. Yeah, listen, is I is don't want an, I don't want an easy win. All right. I don't want an easy win. Give me. I don't think. I don't think you're gonna win. I don't think it's gonna be win for you. All right. So you can have your god level Superman. You can have. You can. You can. If you have your god level Superman, then he lose. My point is just made immediately. No, I believe. I believe good stories can be told about Superman even if there is no threat to his life ever. Yeah. You know what? That that is a very good point. That's a very good point, especially if you're looking. Especially if you look at the comics, because like if yeah, there's a meteor coming to the planet and. He's going to save everyone, but then there's time in the dialogue that talks about like why it's important to save people, why it's important to be there. Why? And then you have you know, like they'll, they'll 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 have relatable stories of like kids looking up to him, be like, "Oh, I could never do that." He's like, "Well, do what you can, and you will be your own hero. You can be your own Superman." And then he flies off, which is enough, almost like a surplus for the right comic reader where they read that and they, yeah, they take away. It's like, yeah, obviously to a certain degree, the idea of like laser beams and super strength and stuff like that, that's a, that's a big stuff, but like the dialogue is also a very key important aspect in, and that's, in the and again, comics. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the that's the idea of Superman. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that stuff. That's the stuff that gets me going like, yeah, he told that kid and he flew off. And then I'm like, but wait a second, that meteor... You yeah, know? Well, that meteor, though, you know. Uh, I can't, you know he, <laughs> he stopped the meteor. Yeah, but he's super he did smart. Did he, did he even have to get that close? Right, you know? <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let's get that close. Right. Uh, so, Devo, so I think we're okay with, like, God-level powers. Sure. Okay. Uh, weak against rocks. All right. Yes. I mean, I'm going to include magic. Weak against magic, too. Weak against magic, yeah. yeah sure. That's very important. That's very magic important. is not a science, so, like, it can break through <laughs> men. It's fine. Um, a symbol of hope. Okay. Yeah. Because even in bad versions of Superman, like in the Zack Snyder verse, like they try to tell you that Superman is a is a symbol of hope, even though he does not act like it to any degree right. in those yeah. movies. Yeah, like a little cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Superman all around nice guy. Yes, definitely. I'll, I'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. Well, at least he right, seems right. to be. 
He he just says the right. He just he happens right to say things, the right things. Right? He just says yeah. the right things. He knows which, how to inspire. Which, if people. you say that, which you, if you take that, if you take that part of a personality and in in, in, in in human beings in actual real life, sometimes people twist and be like, "This guy's a psychopath." It's like, why? He just sounds too nice. Like they're right? nice. Well, to me, and he sounds to me, too like nice. my version of Superman, the version of Superman that I'm arguing for here today, <laughs> is he believes in what he says. He truly, he truly is the nicest guy in the world. There's yeah. a He's lot of kind people of, that believe in what they say and. That's cool as well. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but no, no, no. I get what you're saying. He, he, from an outside looking in perspective, he is genuinely just a, a good. He's the, he's the guy that can alien. trust anybody that does not lie, that always tries to do his best to help out as many people as possible, even though he's just one person. Having godlike power does not give you the ability to help out everyone all the time. Again, um, and it's not godlike power, is it? All right, but we're going to get back to all that. Godlike. <laughs> Uh, all right. Here's or here's one. Here's one thing that I definitely have to include that you might actually disagree with me on, Terrence. Okay. Um, Superman is an anti-authoritarian power fantasy for the people who have been wronged by the powerful. I have to agree. I, mean, I hate it. I hate that I have to agree with you, but I do. I I, I do. have examples. Yeah, I have examples. Yeah, I do as well. You're, you're right. He is yeah. that. And, and you said you said yourself. You read those first few issues. I did. Who's, the, who's the first person that that Superman goes up against? What is the first thing that Superman goes up against? A landlord. landlord. A corrupt landlord. I'm just gonna say, like, to a certain degree. I mean, yeah. I'm again. It's all relative, but go ahead, Marcus. That, that's definitely the that's definitely uh, um, that's definitely the writer's point of view when they when they write that he's going to be against the authoritarian. So, like, if you if that's I mean, ah, how do I say this right? Uh, <laughs> nah, just say it. We'll correct to, you. To, to, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, good. We're you'll both, fix, we're, you'll we're fix both it. Here waiting. We're both ready. Like, we're loading the shotgun. You're, you're, you'll fix on. it in post. You'll fix it in post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like. Um, a lot of a lot of the stories, like yeah, it can be allegorical where you, you're thinking like, okay, well, this story is like you know, you have one person on one side of the spectrum is like, yeah, this is against authoritarian rule, and then like, yeah, that's very true. But then the other one's like, nah, he's just arguing, you know, the facts on this, and then that's it. Let's just focus on the good stuff. Don't make it any deeper than it needs to be. So, and then of course, but, but he, it, like, of course, like, eventually, I, I can see that. Though. I, can, I can see someone thinking that like, yeah. Uh, Superman is the Boy Scout that'll follow the law to whatever degree, right? But that's not true. That is not true in like the intent of the character is that if it is that if you if you no matter what law abiding thing, whatever, whatever law that you follow, if you are using your power over others and taking advantage of them and hurting people to any degree whatsoever, you are someone that Superman is going to come up and kick your ass for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and he's done that is a part. And it's, you know, and he's done that quite, uh, quite often and sometimes without taking everything into context and uh, just messed up things that he shouldn't have messed up. And we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about where being too good causes a bunch of additional problems. Yeah, I can't wait for you to argue that, Terrence. <laughs> but like, so like th- this, this excludes like the Frank Miller version of Superman. The Frank Miller Superman is someone who works for the president. No, oh, that's not Superman. The, uh, yeah, the... Yeah. 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 Well, like the the Superman would never like be at the president's beck and call, like unless he thought the president was actually had like good intentions. Um, That's not a Superman that works. But but that's how they made him, right? They they made him to to believe that the president has the best intentions of the country, and then Superman. the real Superman would listen to whatever Bruce Wayne had to say. He'd be he'd take Bruce's side before he took the president's side. Mm-hmm. 
He wouldn't. He wouldn't like Frank Miller does not. Frank Miller can understand Batman all day. Frank Miller does not understand Superman, and in fact, hates Superman. Frank Miller wrote a Superman <laughs> that he doesn't like. <laughs> he does. He wrote the version of Superman that he sees in his head that doesn't actually exist for people who like the character. Right for the yeah, but for the purpose to give his favorite character the perfect enemy, which is the authoritarian, godlike you know creature out there. And even if he tried to blow him off to bits, still yeah, he he purposely wrote him to come back and then still fight his perfect uh soldier which is going to be batman well not soldier soldiers a third yeah, yeah but basically it, like frank miller used the name superman without actually using the character he right. man, might as well have called him ultraman or superior that's man. a very good well yeah that's a very or yeah superior man there Ooh, you that's go that's an uh, entire yeah. dissection right there oh my gosh all right <laughs> <laughs> how much which time do great. we have for this? which is great <laughs> which is great are we still I, the, I, I, are we still I, the I, intro we're still in the intro <laughs> 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 well like if it but if any Anybody's ever questioning me about like the anti-authoritarian thing? Like I reached out to someone who has a degree in superheroes. Uh-huh. I reached out to Jeff Stormer on Twitter, who is a uh, game designer who does like board games and RPGs and stuff like that. But he's also a massive fan of Superman. Has a degree in superheroes, uh-huh. and in basically uh, paraphrasing what he what a uh, little essay that he wrote on Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago is that where Batman uh, this was around the time of the new year where Batman has a has a drink with Gordon every year on New Year's to kind of like bring it in super like the very first appearance of Superman the police set out a task force to kill him right like uh Superman's biggest enemy is a billionaire. <laughs> is is the worst villains that exist in real life. Right. The most powerful people in the world. Superman's Superman's enemy is always the most powerful evil people in the world that he can't just punch in the face. Right. Um, Batman is a billionaire. <laughs> Batman has cooperation with the police. People who are, we have seen in real life nowadays are just villains in their own right. So like Superman. Superman would be fi- would be fighting for the people, and the correct version of Superman fights for the people. Would it be wrong to say that Superman has a lot of first world problems? I mean, like <laughs> he doesn't. His city isn't really I like. All, I think that's on purpose. That's on purpose that he's got a, fir- a lot of like first his, world problems. Yeah, like uh, he. <laughs> His city isn't really corrupt. Like Batman has to do what he has to do because he has to do it. His his Gotham is just a mess. It's like complete trash. Like Superman, his city is almost perfect anyway. It started off great. His city started off great. You know, mm-hmm. most of the problems that happen in his city is because Superman exists. So it's like people are like, I want to fight that guy. That's that's a, that's related to a question I have. But okay, right. but yeah, you know. So I'm, I don't know. I. I Superman has the luxury. Let's put it that way. Superman has a lot of luxuries afforded to him. Like, yeah, police are after him. Oh, he sent a task force after Superman. Is Superman really, really worried about these humans coming after him? Like, let's be honest. No, but those humans are worried about him coming after them. Right. So, you know, it's, 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 it's that does make a difference. Like, cops are not afraid of Batman. Like for some reason, the villains in Gotham, villains in Gotham are stupider than the ones in Metropolis, in my opinion, because Batman will do some heinous things to you, and yet you still do it. Like <laughs> Batman doesn't make a good. De- Batman is awesome, but he's not a good deterrent. Superman is a proper, might be a proper deterrent because they know Batman doesn't cover the little stuff. Right. Batman will stop a corrupt politician. He'll stop a bank heist. He'll investigate a murder. He won't help a little girl get her cat out of a tree. Mm-hmm. Right. But Superman will. Right. Superman is there on street level. Again, Superman. Be, again, Superman Super- has again the ability. Right, <laughs> he can do that. 
he is one person, but he has godlike speed. So guess what? Batman has to get across his city. <laughs> and, right? yes, and like what I have to say that's about that, though, is issue. that like that's always been my issue when it comes to <laughs> Superman and Batman. Because yeah, that's why Superman will always be the tops. And Batman, but here's the thing, though. Batman's got one. Batman's got one zip code. That's all he takes care of. <laughs> that's all he can and, do. That's all he can do. Superman's got Metropolis, and then something in Siberia just for the heck of it. And then he's right, right back over in right. like in he's the same like, hour. He's out of space for a bit, and then he comes back. Yeah. But see, I actually disagree with you guys on that one. Okay. Because um, by virtue of storytelling, like Batman's power is his money. He can basically get anything done with his money. If I, if like, as this this is an idea I've had in my head for a long time, but if I were ever to write a Superman story, Mm -hmm. it would basically start off with someone zipping around Metropolis, saving everyone. You don't actually see the person. It's just a blur that travels through the city, right? Rescuing catkins out of trees, stopping bank robberies, you know, uh, stopping, stopping muggings. And then when that when that blur stops, it's Batman in a super suit because Batman can do anything Superman can do if he puts enough money into it. But do they do that? But do they create that again? Story? If you but do that, see, that's 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 a right. That's writer's technique. That's the writers making a decision right. that like Batman accomplishes these kind of like dirtier crimes kind of things. And Superman, Superman is much, is much more lighthearted and much of the much more front facing hero. Right. Now, um, with that thought in mind. With Superman's intellect, does he even need to be anywhere to fight and stop any crime? Go. I mean, come on. He's just, he he has all the knowledge of Krypton, which is a, supposed to be a super much more advanced Very civilization. So. Yeah. Does he even need to be in Metropolis half the time? Like, doesn't he? Can he have robots we, do I his mean, bidding? That, I mean, he's done it before. That, that's yeah, that analyzing part. Of that actually he's, he's done it before. Right? Superman helps people because he wants to help people. It's not necessarily because he's like has to set out like an army of robots to go out and do the things. He just has that in his heart. Uh-huh. He wants in his to heart. help the people. Like he so has he nothing helps. better to do. He anyway. helps for the sake of helping. In, yeah, in Superman's Batman mind, helps. there's nothing better than helping people. Right. right. For Superman, Why didn't he kill he cancer helps. until the end of All-Star Superman when he was about to die and he had to figure it out for to, to save himself? <laughs> I mean, again, this is just some, some examples, again, man. Again, that's the analyzing part of your brain where you <laughs> go too much. Part of my brain. I'm like, that's true. All true all-star Superman, right? We see all these, uh, you know, we, talk, we see his, his, I mean, there's so many examples, but one, one that stuck out to me was he had um, whatever versions, a little microscopic, you know, they went inside of him to try to fix his, his you know, his essentially his body deteriorating and blowing, blowing itself up at the microscopic level. And they're like, hey, is this happening too fast? Uh, and they're like, and then Superman's like, oh, hey, these kids with cancer, go help them. I'm like, dude, this could have been done <laughs> this years whole time. ago. This, this whole time? time. <laughs> this whole time. I'm like, oh, I'm so angry. I was so angry. But, but could it have been, I don't, I don't remember, I didn't reread All-Star Superman for this, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the, all those details, change. I don't know if he could have done it before, but like once he, once he started, but once he started doing it, then it was fixed. Once he's like, again, and he definitely, but again, he had more resources in the present day than he did. And plus it, it's also another thing where it's just an aspect of the character where Superman does not want to replace humanity. Right. Cause that's what, that's what Lex Luthor's argument is that Superman makes humanity worse by existing. Oh, because, that's a great storyline. I love that one. But yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because Le- cause Lex Luthor, Le- one of one of Lex Luthor's uh, excuses for hating Superman is that 
humanity will not aspire to be anything greater than what they are if they have a Superman flying around doing all the work for them. Which I gotta say, for a, a villain's point of view, has has uh, like it's like like it, it's the it's like Thanos where you start listening to Thanos a little bit and you're just like you know let's hear him out let's let's uh, let's hear him out a little <laughs> bit you know. Yeah. But like so with Lex Luthor, again, yeah. But like but but like with any villain, if you think about any villain's point of view enough, it's like then why don't you do it, Lex? Like in the comic that I brought out to you guys, in the one where he fights Superior Man, like it ends with Superman telling Lex, Lex, you have all these billions of dollars you, you can dedicate this. to making yeah. the world a better place. You could have done, you could have made so much better, but instead you use that to kill me, yeah. right? Yeah. And then and then he flies away, and then Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor is there with Mercy, and she's asking him, well, sir, well, sir, did you actually listen to him? Are you going to, are you going to stop spending eight hours a day and eight billion dollars to try to kill Superman? It's like, no, are you crazy? How dare he talk to me like that? I'm going to spend 16 billion dollars. I'm going to dedicate 12 hours a day trying to kill him. <laughs> How dare he talk to me like that? No one should. And then like, and then it fla- and then it flashes back to what the real reason why Lex Luthor hates Superman is because, um, well, in this version of the world, anyways, where Lex Luthor wanted to build the highest tower in Metropolis since he was a kid, so that everyone would look up to him. Right. But ultimately, Superman can fly over that. <laughs> Lex Luthor's always he's just petty. He's petty. But I mean, yeah. like, like I said, Superman. I'm not saying that Superman needs to expand human life, you know, till like a billion years. But the kids, man, the kids, yeah. the kids. It's a very low bar. <laughs> That's just, what got me really mad. Like, the kids. All that whole, that entire the amount of he did. A, there are a couple other things that I, I thought were just super silly for an adult who has super uh, a superior intellect, like. But that thing, that's the one thing that got me. Like, I was like, oh, this guy. I will, I will say, though, like, there is a matter of resources. While, while he had the brains to figure it out, Superman uh-huh. isn't a millionaire or a billionaire. He has, like, some alien tech that he's nope. been able to acquire over time. Not even but it's not really, it's not not really a part of the character nope. that Superman is super rich and I also not, has a lot of resources to use. 100% super rich. Are you kidding me? No, he, no. He, he, he has he, items, but it's not like you can sell a, a Kryptonian gem and it's be It's not like, like you can grab a piece of coal and crunch it into a diamond. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> messes with the economy, Fine. Terrence. If you create diamonds Fine. whenever you want, you screw up the economy. Like, okay. How's it going to look he, when Clark again, shows up with a 50-carat diamond and be like, yeah, I need this for my mother on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> Investigate him. Audit this guy. Where's this guy from? Where did he get this coal? If, Super, if Superman crushes coal into diamond, it immediately becomes cubic zirconia. That's what <laughs> cubic zirconia is. That's all it is. <laughs> right, but, you know, that's my thing. Like, is, is he really, like, is he really not rich like at any point in time he can be he chooses not to be it's a difference i guess yeah, there's because, a certain humility with it rich where people, he's like rich people are evil we know that that's yeah. <laughs> even, no but like yeah but even batman's billions of dollars he could have easily funded every miami children's hospital but oh then yeah he's instead like, of running Gotham out there children's at house. night and <laughs> jumping from billions to billions so, so money even clouds the hero where he's gonna be a vigilante and maim a bunch of criminals and it's like wait a second most Bruce. of these people are just trying to feed their kids because you know Bruce. things are hard in gotham <laughs> yeah, and, he, and so like when Superman cures cancer, if he's using all, he's also using the resources in All Star Superman of that guy that lives on the moon with all the super science labs and all stuff. He has help. Other people have come in to help him find a cure for cancer. There you go. All right, we can use, we can use that story. But again, <laughs> at any point in time, you get a bring. You know, it's a good project. It's like any Tuesday, you could have you know, gone down on a time. Tuesday morning. I got some time on my hands. I'm gonna go cure some kids. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go cure know, some kids. There's nothing going on in the world. Metropolis is almost <laughs> always safe. Right. Let me just go take a weekend and help these kids. 
That's my favorite. You know what? I'm not, I'm not buying it. We don't know how long that Superman's been operating. We know it's been years, but we don't know how long he's had access to the things he's had access to. I don't buy it. Um, <laughs> okay. He, I, all I'm saying is he had an entire library from Krypton. That's all I'm saying. So I'm saying. Well, then, but then, but then, then that would also further. That would also further Christian's point from Lex's point about humanity can't aspire to go further because if they have all these easy outs of like being saved left and right, then it's like, oh, well, then, then it so just then makes it more right. So is Superman really a good, good guy or is he just mediocre and like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to push humanity forward too much. Well, see, now, now we're getting into <laughs> talks about what makes a superhero super. Like, are you, does a, is a superhero responsible for making the world a better place or are they just responsible for stopping a mugger? I would say, I, I would say when we ask about what makes means like we have to we have to first dissect and understand what the word better is this is a superman conversation but we could easily uh, right. become a go to a tangent of no, what no, ethics that was are my, that was my, my intention from the very beginning this is meant to go philosophical okay, okay fine i mean if this is he go has, philosophical, here's my thing right if you're right. being good you're good right you have super intellect you have whatever you have every resource available to you let's not pretend like he doesn't have he doesn't have access to billions of dollars batman is right down the street you can be like hey bats i'll give you all these diamonds you can whatever they do right but he can get that money he can have those resources right but he he doesn't do those things right he has a key what he did though he did oh, come on when he's about to die come on this is, he's like oh i can't save myself but here these kids <laughs> again but we don't we don't know what the frame of time is though we don't like again this That's, is where yeah, we, we don't know how long it's been how long he's been superman how long like he, uh, he's he had access to the resources that, that he day, had and it didn't work so then he sent them off he just <laughs> like for all, yeah for all we know like another thing that happens in all-star superman is him we find out that he's been trying to bring back the bottle city of candor since it since he found it he's been trying that since day one he doesn't get to until all all-star Superman happens because Grant Morrison wrote it that he doesn't solve all these problems until he has like a few weeks left to live. That's Grant Morrison's fault, not Superman's fault. Which is which which would be a which is a great storyline because like you don't. Yeah. I mean, because if anything, you don't want to just solve everything 10, 10 years ago, five years ago. No, you do want to push the story to where it's like like in the final ends. You want to give a deadline. You want to give a, a, a rush to action or an actual situation. So, yeah, like when they write something like that, then that's great. Then I that, I would approve of something like that, because if you look backwards and be like, wait, you could have done this then. Nope, I could not have. Just so we know, I could not have. I can do it now. I will give him I'm- this that. It, because of the events of All-Star Superman, his intellect was increased. So that... Yeah. That, well, that's because I, 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 of his condition. Yeah. <laughs> right? Again. Again. Yeah, it's a condition. But even with that, he still left his key for the fortress just like outside. Oh, no. But you know how heavy that was. That was the, that was the weight that of was, a neutron and that's star. That's what pissed me off even more. He's like, hey... He's telling Lois, yeah, no one can get in because this key is so heavy. And then two months later, like, no <laughs> Kryptonians come. Come into his yeah, house. That was, that was a bit much. Throw out like, his oh. statues. I was like, okay, well, obviously, Superman, you're not the only strong person. I think we, in the I think we pretty much, I think we pretty much narrowed down on which Superman we're talking about for the last 20, <laughs> no, no, 30 minutes. This is minutes. just one instance. I, got, I, got <laughs> I know, I'm just no, saying, no. this is the one we keep talking about. Like, we didn't even. Well, the, like, there are several <laughs> things in All Star Superman that, that do help my argument because like I said Grant Morrison I think is someone who really does understand Superman and again when you talk about him not being careful with his key he didn't know that there were two other Kryptonians right. flying he didn't around. know that he didn't know but that. he, he knows that there's other people that are just as strong as almost as strong as him right almost. yeah his cousin and his dog and don't isn't Hercules in that in that world isn't Wonder Woman 
Doesn't she ask? Yeah, but they're not as strong. That key was like, what's the weight on that key? It was like the weight of one quintillion suns or something like that. Can be that heavy. Put that on Earth. Come on. <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. That's another funny Again. point. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Are we pushing the earth down at this point? Like, you just go to the point. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't analyze. Yeah. You're yes. going, you're you're going, going, you're going to suspend your disbelief. <laughs> if you're going to suspend your disbelief that far, then like, uh, let's not let's get not get into the fact that, that key should be causing a black hole. First of all, you shouldn't leave your key. The ice. You shouldn't leave your key outside your house, no matter how strong you think you are. Let's take a lesson that he had to learn as an Probably. No, if the only way to get into my house was that you had to pick up your car and smash it through the front door, I'd be. I think that's proper security. It's like you know, he's like, "Wow, you did it! Wow, you deserve my stuff. You deserve it. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you passed the test." You know. Okay. So I, I think, real quick, I think we've all, but I think we all do have a good idea of like what makes Superman Superman. Yeah. Okay. So right. we can start coming out with the, now. We can throw the back and forth with the example. So yeah, go ahead, Marcus. What I was gonna say about the philosophical thing is just like, it, like I, I would definitely uh, play to the uh, other side of the scratched coin, the two face. That's the two face reference of being the darker side where I would uh, advocate Lex Luthor's point of view on what it is to be good or what it is to be bad, but what it is to be good. Because yeah, if you have this perfect super crutch coming in, yeah, that would definitely, you know, put a huge, huge disadvantage for humanity to, to aspire to, yeah, to go forward, to even try new things or, 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 or worry about or, or advance themselves. Because yeah, in the storyline of All-Star Superman, Lex had a great, fantastic piece about like, you know, hey, you, it, this is like, look at that. This is real, like real man-made muscle, not Kryptonian genetics. And, you know, and this is like, and it's like, oh, well, I mean, okay, he's got a, he's got a point. But then after a while, um, it's like, now, yeah. Now, what well, here's one that I had in the chamber. Can anybody remind me how All-Star Superman ends when it comes to Lex Luthor's arc? When it comes to Lex Luthor's arc, I mean, he's he's wasn't he put on capital? Wasn't he put on death row? He was put in death row, but then he got Superman's uh, super serum, right? And he, he, he reverse was engineered it. it. Yeah, and 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 Superman had it accelerated. Um, so that it would run out. Yeah, but like, it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't end. Like Lex Luthor doesn't stop when the serum ceases to take effect. Right. Lex Luthor stops for a totally separate reason. Oh, Lex Luthor yeah. stops when he, because he starts to he starts to see wants, the world how Superman, Superman sees it. the world yeah. all connected all one thing he like, sees the connection between all living things everything. yeah which is a great which is a great piece I like I enjoyed that because I'm like Superman turns Lex Luthor by really literally inspiring Lex Luthor to be better by seeing the world that he sees it and and that's the thing to think about the way the Superman sees the world at least like the Grant Morrison version in All Star Superman <laughs> where like yes he's in love with Lois Lane but. When he looks at her, he sees everything. He sees the molecules that make up her face. He sees all, all the crags, every cell. He doesn't. He doesn't see a person. He sees the atoms that make up that person. He's in love with Lois not because she's attractive. He's in love with Lois because she's a beautiful person on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Because Which, he sees us all as nothing but like atoms and meat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which makes his averageness right even. <laughs> he's still, but it doesn't. It doesn't take away from the fact, right? Like a lot of people, didn't a lot of people die because of Lex Luthor's superpower that he got, right? Yeah, yeah. And because Superman was also losing his powers at the same no, time. No, hold on now, <laughs> because Superman also <laughs> said that he knew this would get back to Lex. So 
Is Superman an enabler? <laughs> Any, you know what? That word, I had a, I had a, had a very unrelated conversation about that word, like in a whole different situation. I, you know, when you say something and it even scares yourself when you say something like where it's even more profound, because I uh, accused somebody of being an enabler just for the heck of it. Just like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, but you're an enabler. You're an enabler. I'm like, are we all enablers? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. wait a second. Now I think about it. Now Dude, I yeah. just, I just hit myself with something. Wait a second, because if you if you don't if you do something, you're enabling someone else's behavior. Okay, Batman, he just punches the Joker, locks him up in Arkham. That's going to enable Joker to to break out and even cause more chaos. You have Superman who doesn't punch someone in the face, just locks him up. It's going to enable him to get out of jail and and, and and cause more chaos. Or Lex Luthor. It's like like you can say enabler, but yeah, you know what? One enables the other, as well as the vice versa. You know, door swings both ways, inverse out. And it totally invalidates Terrence's argument. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was the one. That was only, the to, only to a certain extent. But again, like with this knowledge that this serum that you made can possibly get back to Lex, it's kind of irresponsible to not like track that chain down and stop it before it gets there. I get that he wanted Lex to see what he saw, but the chaos that was caused because of it, like I'm sure some families' lives were just completely well, ruined. He knows. <laughs> well, he, again, he knows that he when he's gone, is not Lex the is going to be there. Like, like right. you're, that's conjecture. Your <laughs> honor, conjecture. this is conjecture. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me. He's speaking, no, sir. No he's speaking in hypotheticals. You know, we do not. You know, we do not attest to hypotheticals. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. We never really look at the effect that Superman's battles have, like on just families. Or- Across the uh, oh, metropolis, across the apartment complexes that he dines. <laughs> <laughs> you know that when they okay, just for just this is when when Man of Steel happened, and then it's like when when Zack Snyder's Man of Steel happened. I'm watching all of this. It's like wow, they they uh they're really bringing in that 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 feel. Like like this is kind of like the cartoon. <laughs> like you know, like they're, they're knocking down buildings. Like all like all, and then of course online, which whom I I I, have, I assume it's people who didn't even watch the show or or, or see any of that or like that kind of reference. Oh, he was messing up buildings and homes and family. I'm like, yeah, but that was that was kind of like it was a nice throwback to the cartoon, the animated series of that and even certain comics where they showed that he went right through a building. And then you're like, the fight's over here. But I'm like, yeah, but that building though. You know what? You know where they messed up with the Man of Steel was like in the comics and the cartoons, like they just go right through the building, but like the building stays up. Like, it doesn't actually <laughs> cause any it doesn't actually destroy everything and everyone involved in the area. Check it, it out. It only affects that one. It only affects that one room that they just smashed. That through. one room in a, in a diagonal too. In a diagonal, yeah, diagonal. <laughs> trajectory. Like, they like because they they just wanted that disaster porn where it's just a bunch of stuff crashing all over the place. And if and if you end up watching or experience a thing for the first time and it pops up into your head about collateral damage, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that was like a lot I'm of wearing, collateral. I'm wearing my backwards Superman shirt. This is the shirt I wore the first time I saw Man of Steel in theaters. And like I get to that movie, I'm like, okay. Yeah, this is okay. Like, there's some things in here that are not very Superman, but I'm with it. You know, Henry Cavill's doing great. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they get to that scene where he snaps Zod's neck and is like, "Yeah, fuck off." <laughs> yeah, that was that was. That like, was not- I had to explain that to a bunch of people who'd be like, "I thought Superman never killed." I just hold on. Let me just. I don't. 
I, I can't even. But he oh, does boy. kill, though. I mean, it's all about our perception of what Eventual, is sentient, right? Like, Come on, bring it, Terrence. Bring it. I want to hear it because every version, like, there are versions of there are comics that have come out where Superman just ba basically kills somebody. Right. But it's, it's, then it's, every, it's, yeah. but then, all right, I'm but then every writer that it has every writer after that point basically ignores Ignored it and it? makes yeah. it not part of yeah, the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, let's talk about indirect kills. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> indirect death by taxes, death by health insurance <laughs> indirect kills because superman decided to do a thing that he shouldn't do right like uh, i i was just reading a comic and was it the new 52 sure it's the new 52 it was 2011 where uh there was a, a high-speed chase with uh, uh someone uh, some guys who were hijacking a, a tanker essentially right and superman you know decides to pick the tanker up and fly up into the air with it and i'm like immediately i'm like why are you even doing that right you you have super speed Take the two people out, right? Put them on the side of the road, stop the tanker. But no, he flies up. I'm okay with that. He's bantering back and forth with this guy that's shooting at him. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're wasting time. Those bullets could have ricocheted and gone somewhere else. I don't know. No one knows. Someone could have gotten hit. And then out of nowhere, a firebolt comes and hits him and blows up the tanker. Those two people are dead, obviously. Right? That's what happens. It's what happens. And then the news are like, did Superman just blow up this tanker and kill and kill these bad guys? Wait a second. It sec. wasn't him. It wasn't him. It was some fire monster, obviously. Oh my God. Come but you on. know, because of his decision, right? And we can all agree that that's a poor decision, right? If you <laughs> So he, he had no prior knowledge this fire monster was going to shoot him, right? No. So he was like just showing off, doing, right. pushing this Why are you up. doing that? Why are you wasting valuable time, right? Other people's lives could have still been in danger. Just just get it over with. Right? And that, that of course, it annoyed me tremendously, right? Because I'm like, yes, they're criminals, but also they didn't deserve to be blown up like that. I was, I. <laughs> it's because he that was just so. Again, I just, I just hear a hypothetical. I, like, I see where you're coming from, it's, but like they wrote it, they died. <laughs> it's not, you know, like I, I, I know, but like if if that had been me writing it, I would have, I would have enjoyed that kind of conflict. So yeah, I would have enjoyed writing the conflict where Superman, yes, has to deal with the fact that he made a poor decision and it led to the indirect deaths. But he never if, dealt if, with if, it. Like, <laughs> he just, then, that's bad writing. He just then, that is bad writing. That is okay, straight up like, bad writing. Okay. I want to see Terrence write Superman comics. They're just going to be a pamphlet because this is going to be yeah. like obstacle, boom, solution. It's like there's a hundred people stuck in a cruise ship and it's about to capsize. Boom, super speed, I'm out. And it's like, see you next Why week. Why wouldn't you? And it's the most effective. You're gonna, way to it's going to be a, it's going to be a six square comic of like of like, hey, I'm flying over Metropolis. Oh, there's a cruise ship with a hundred people. I'm gonna zoom in with the get all those people out, and then like, oh, here's the moral of the story. And then he's back on Metropolis flying but away. He's Bye -bye. done that before. He's had comics where he, you know, a problem happens and he just zips in, saves everyone, right? And then he goes about his business. Yeah, and like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like attempt to shut down every argument that Terrence brings up by just saying, <laughs> oh yeah, the writer was a bad writer, right? Right? Because that's that's bullshit on my part. That'd be that'd be bullshit right. on my. Right. But like, but it is a good story if it if it uses those kind of moments. Like, like they can't have like definitely Superman directly killing someone is not a part of the character. Right. So anytime okay. that it does happen, basically everybody ignores. If you're going to have Superman indirectly kill someone because of like a foolish decision, then you have to have him dealing with the fact he has to feel guilt over it. Like it's 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 he's very similar to Spider Man in that degree where he does feel a responsibility for the people that he doesn't save. Yeah. Right. Right. Because he can hear everyone dying 
all the time. So, like, if Superman could, he would be flying around all the time trying to save as many people as possible. And obviously, because he's one man, he can't. Right, Terrence? He has technology. <laughs> Again, it comes back to this thing, right? He's this super intellect, right? He has the means. But I will say, like, but see, the high right, technology. Exactly. Thing, Everyone I, shouldn't be safe. I think. I but see the high technology thing. I think that's something that applies to a Superman at the end of his career. The true Superman, the Superman in the middle of his career, is Superman through and through. Like he is him. He doesn't have access to a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. I think having an army of robots, like All Star Superman, is very much a Silver Age Superman. It is a Superman late in his career who has access to a lot of things that your average Superman does not have access to. The 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 Fortress of Solitude, the the, the version of we have it, is basically just a a, a crystal palace where he can like t- read books. That's basically what the Fortress of Solitude is meant to be. Right. It is basically just a place where he can look up information on his home world. <laughs> like it's uh, that's he, that's the, he has like, the, it, to me. It's like okay, he has the access to do the things he needs to do. All right. Well, okay. Didn't he have a second fight with Doomsday and at the end of it ended up sending him into the Phantom Zone? That's, well, yeah. For, for the that first or, time, like the very first time first Doomsday's time. introduced? No, 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 no. There's another time um, after that. I think for the, after the New 52? Yeah, or, yeah. I think it was, was after that? the New 52. But I think so, yeah. Yeah, he did. He ended up at the end of it, he ended up sending him into, into the, the Phantom Zone. And I was like, but you had all this time and you knew because he knew that Doomsday couldn't be killed the same way twice because, you know, it's the Superman from the other parallel dimension, whatever, all that good stuff. But he took a beating, which is another point. Like, is he a masochist? But whatever. He took a beating <laughs> for, for right. apparently no reason because, you know, the minute Doomsday comes back, what's the first thing I would do? Phantom, Phantom Zone, Phantom Zone. <laughs> let's, let's get this going. Again, I know what happened six, last time. I almost died. Panel comment, right? Just a six-panel comment. My version of Superman. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't. I don't think I actually read that issue. I do remember the event that you're talking about. But like, to me, the correct version of Superman that is as exists, whether it was in that that comic you read or not, and this is gonna make Superman sound like an idiot which I'm okay with. Uh, so that The version of Superman in my head would have hope for Doomsday. Would yeah. hope that Doomsday yeah. could be talked down to. Would be would hope that Superman would would hope that Doomsday can, is actually like a sentient being that could be that 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 Reason could with. eventually find peace with himself. Oh, right? I'm absolutely. I'm 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 a hundred percent. I think that that is a great idea, and that's why I say it's a he's a great concept. He's an excellent concept. But in a situation like that, where you know that a he will kill you, two he will take a lot of collateral damage, right? There's a, there's a lot of people, things, everything, you know, just put him in the phantom zone and have therapy sessions. Like, why do we even do you have any idea how much it costs to have a travel therapist? <laughs> but we, but he's also Superman. He's also Superman. It's aware that like the phantom zone is worse than death. Uh, Again, uh, yeah, uh, if he's that. reformed, you can bring him back out for a week. See how it works. <laughs> like, Are like, you good? I, you good? No, back in there. Get in your, there. Your first priority should be, okay. He always says first priority is to save people. Okay. Well, why waste time? Just, do the thing that will save the most people, right? You don't have to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. I would I would probably phantom zone 90% of things until I can like ascertain what's going on. You know right what? Is. After a while, <laughs> like the way that Terrence explains or or at least tries to 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 rationalize this, it's, it's, it's not even like Superman anymore. It's convenience man. You know, it's <laughs> no, yeah, like, we know. We know exactly what <laughs> to a certain degree. Uh, it's like, it's like, you hey, can you still to- have a valuable lesson, right? 
Your kids do, you do the right thing and do it smart. <laughs> we we know what Super Terrence looks like. We know that Super Terrence is is someone who, if he has an awkward conversation with somebody at a coffee shop, Phantom Zone. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, ne- I never I have to think about it again. That's it. I don't want to. I don't want to live in a world where this person can remember this remember moment between it. us. I'm gonna phantom zone this. Phantom zone it. But again, it's 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 one of those situations where uh, if saving lives is like top priority, okay, um, then you know that you have a tendency to attract things that are just really destructive, right? And they always come to Metropolis. They're always like, they always look for you. Like on Tuesday morning, you're getting coffee. There's a new thing popping out of the ground. Superman, uh, people die, people go flying. You're like, ah, crap, I got to deal with this again, right? But, you know, <laughs> maybe choose a spot that's like further away, you know? Just, but that, but that's another thing that like, if that wasn't true, then we don't have stories to tell. You've got that's a lot right. of stories to tell. What's I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, I mean, every, every problem that Batman deals with is only because Batman exists in Gotham. Every problem that every villain that Wonder Woman fights is only doing it because they want to get revenge on Wonder Woman for whatever reason. You're telling me like, if Superman was in the Arctic in his fortress of solitude, that some things still wouldn't be like, ah, there he is. I'm going to go get him. They're still going to come after him. Less collateral and then, damage. And then you know what would happen? They'd be like, okay, we can't kill him in the Fortress of Solitude. We're going to attack this other place. And we know he's going to come over there and save them anyways. Like, again, it, like if I'm a writer for these stories I, and I want the stories to be told, I know how to work around these things. All right. Yeah, All I'm right. just going to create dangerous situations for Superman to lot, be there yeah, for. Yeah, lots of problems existed, you know, uh, <laughs> lots of problems existed, not even in tangent, not even related to Batman and then he came in to Superman and then he came in and then to, and then to, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Again, you're still ignoring the points where Superman stops a mugging or he, or Mm -hmm. he, or he, or he pulls out a fire. You're still, you're ignoring those times where he wasn't, he wasn't the cause of the issue, but he still saw it anyways. Or anything like that. He just, you know, you're right. You're right. There was a time that he lost his power and he tried to save someone and got shot. Yeah. Because, he doesn't know how to fight properly. Which shows. Which I love. I love that, though. I, I do love the fact that, like, why would you have to learn how to fight if you have unbreakable skin? Right. But there you, you go. At this point, you know that, you know. I, and again, that's why I'm like, in That sounds theory, like a good sketch idea, he's actually. He's an excellent character, but, like, just common sense would tell you, you know, maybe approach yeah, this situation there's, differently. There's nothing commonsensical about being a superhero. Being a superhero makes no sense. You know what? That's a good point. I mean, it, when, when you when you when you get down to uh, uh, really good like graphic novels, then you have the time to dish out like lots of like lots of plot, lots of dialogue, and and actually have time to to tell you know that the characters talk about why they do the things they do. Because if you have a comic book, it's a quick ten page, ten fifteen page little thing. He comes in, here's the problem, saves it, stops it. Oh yes, do good, kids. Say no to drugs. Don't be a criminal, ball. And then the comic's over. But when you have graphic novels that really can dissect, like like for instance, one of my favorite would be like the Killing Joke of the Joker, because you have you give him a little bit of a backstory, and then you know then then you have the storyline of him and, and and Gordon, him and Barbara, him and Bruce, and or and then him by himself, and then even Batman like trying to reason with him in the end, which is its own thing, which was which was not I didn't see that coming when I first read the comic. I didn't see it right. coming that he tries to reason with the Joker because this would go back to us talking about, you know, why doesn't he just like lock up Doomsday in the Phantom Zone right away? No, he's thinking 
there could be some way to reason with this doomsday. You've been fighting him out. But like, no, listen to me, listen to me. No, it doesn't happen. Okay, fine. Well, phantoms on you in the end of it. But with like, you know, or well, the collateral damage that happens in between. Body yeah, the collateral damage. <laughs> hey, yeah, let's sucks, talk but... about this. I'm going to throw this truck. Again. <laughs> but, but again, again, it's like a Use writer's your thing. Right? Because we, we, care, we care more about a fight that happens in the middle of New York City than a fight that happens in the middle of the Arctic. It makes the yeah. audience, it makes us it, care it, it more. Does, about that. But again, it, 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 it There's a lot on the line. There's a lot perfect, on the line. Yeah, that perfect ideology. Like, uh, you know, he's he's super intellect, super speed, all this, all his god tier powers. And yet you have a fight and just lots of people get caught and, by crossfire. And, and, and like, I agree with you that I think Superman is not at his best when it's a fist fight. Yeah. He is like you like it's very like again, this is a character we've talked about before, like this character is very hard to write for. Yeah. Which could be an argument as to like what what makes him a bad character is because apparently like so many people have trouble just like telling stories about him. Mm-hmm. Which could definitely go into like is then that makes him bad, right? Because if you can't tell good stories about this thing, then it's a bad character. But then the people who do tell good stories tell such fantastic fucking stories. Mm-hmm. That it's like, oh yeah, everybody else is fucking around. These guys <laughs> these guys gotta tell us story this guy's not to tell a superman story like i mean like just some of my favorites right like we were talking about uh, the animated series there's the 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 dark side invasion the apocalypse invasion with the we have the the speech from justice league unlimited with the oh i live in a world made of cardboard that man won't quit as long as he can still draw a breath none of my teammates will me i've got a different problem i feel like i live in a world made of cardboard always taking constant care not to break something to break someone never allowing myself to lose control even for a moment or someone could die but you can take it can't you big man what we have here is a rare opportunity for me to cut loose and show you just how powerful i really am Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that—that's a great line. Just getting some perspective on this character and what it means to it, and that—that's what I mean when, like, that's how I think you can tell what a good character is. Is when you when you can feel for their experience, Mm -hmm. right? It's not so much the actions or whatever they do in the story, but when you can understand a character, whether they're a good, whether they're the hero or the villain, the protagonist, the antagonist, a good character is one that you understand. Yeah, and I—I think like. Uh, there's a lot of details about Superman that come on that's like yes we understand this character and we can tell fantastic stories about him when we understand him to the right degree and if you, um, can, if you can if you can relate to a character as as huge and, and, and superior and super and all powered as Superman, as Superman then, yeah. then 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 working your way down yeah then it becomes easier to relate to other characters other superhero characters you know why does one person do this out of out of a tenement or no, out of out of a tenant to be to be all good for the sake of being good or you know or being good out of the sake of guilt which would be like like batman batman has batman carries this huge cross of being good for the sake of like his regret of his of, 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 of like what he lost 
and he doesn't want that kind of thing for the rest of the you know Gotham. Yeah, like we understand like Batman. Batman doesn't want what happened to him happened to, to him. happen to anyone ever again. Right. right. That is Batman's life goal. That is why he's a billionaire who doesn't donate his money to make the world a better place because he wants to stop muggings. He wants to stop kids from losing their parents. He wants to adopt every orphan that he can. <laughs> That's right. That that is why Batman operates, right? And we and like Superman operates because we have the he we have this character who cannot be hurt and is the best chance at helping as many people as possible and not just helping people, but also inspiring them to do better. He's the first superhero according to DC continuity, right? Like he's the very first person (laughs) who decided to step up, put on a costume and start helping people. Um, Whether he's the first superhuman or not, he's the first person to decide to use his powers to help. And that and whenever Superman shows up in DC continuity, that is the beginning of the heroic age. That is when everyone decides, Oh shit, I should be doing that too, because I can't. That is what Superman does. That is what makes Superman a great character is that he inspires others. The best stories that have ever been told about Superman are not the ones where he punches the bad guy until he stops fighting back. They're the ones where he inspires other people to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my favorite stories of all time is one that's a little bit less uh, uh, talked about, but it is in the JLA run of Grant Grant Morrison's run on JLA. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the arc was called World War Three. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it is, it's an issue that basically makes me cry every time I read it because it's written by Grant Morrison. So it has that, like that high minded sci-fi nonsense that happens. But this entity at the end of the universe called Mageddon decides to, uh, it is, it's basically an entity of hate that whenever it passes by a planet, it turns everyone against each other. Everyone, every nation, every person just starts going, trying to kill each other. It just becomes all out war. Um, it makes, it starts making its approach to earth. Superman goes to face it head on and he ends up being trapped inside and thinking it's like draining the soul out of Superman. He's being tortured for all this time. The way, the way that the problem is solved is like the Justice League is trying to figure things out. They have a plan to stop Mageddon, but they need something to like stop the armies of these evil races and aliens from like stop from like killing everyone. So they build, they, they jerry rig this villain's uh, weapon, this purple ray to transfer superpowers, to make basically hyper evolve everyone on planet Earth at the same time and get everyone on Earth superpowers. And the very first thing they do, and again, this is the moment that I cry every time I read this issue. The very first thing they do when everyone in the world has superpowers is they go to rescue Superman. Wow. Because they, they, they want to pay him back for all the times that he saved them. That's huge. No, that's huge. It's crazy. And that's what I said. That's a well-written story. And Superman is super, super inspirational. And you have moments like that. And then you have moments where Batman gets Superman's power and is just all he does all day, all night is race around the world, saving mm-hmm. everybody he can. That's the other comparison. That's, you know, and that's the new, that, uh, Batman slash Superman, I think it's some, or Superman slash Batman, some of my favorite comic books because it, it shows little things like what would happen if. Uh, and mm-hmm. I mean, this case was like one of those cases where, yeah, you gain something, you lose something, but you can see it like Batman had Superman's power and then Superman was still human. And I'm like, Superman would be a terrible human. He cannot survive <laughs> as a human. There's no way him being a human, he, went he would live Clark. for more than... Yeah, he went he, full Clark Kent. He went full Clark Kent, still tried to save people, got himself hurt real bad, got shot, didn't learn any lessons at the end of it because uh, he got his powers back. So it was like, I'm, I'm fine now. And no one in the Justice League was like, dude, we're the human. 
I think I read what you're talking about. I don't remember the one that you're talking about where Batman gets Superman's powers, but I would imagine that the way it ends is that with Batman's paranoia, he starts really taking advantage of his powers and it ends up being a hell for everybody. It ends up being hell for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because, because again... <laughs> Because that's the way it works, right? Because ultimately, you give a billionaire Superman powers, it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you think, oh my god, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. That's a very true point. Oh my he god, he was like, I'm not giving these powers back, Clark. You could have done so much with this. I'm gonna use this, this whole time. This ho- cancer curing robots for kids again. <laughs> I bet he didn't rescue one cat. I bet Batman didn't rescue one cat when he had those powers. <laughs> Save lots of people though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I mean, and it's, it's like you said, it, it is hard. But from from as someone who just enjoys these stories as they're as they're told, yeah, it's once I step out from it, like it's, I can suspend my disbelief while I'm in it. But the minute I get out, my brain goes, "Hey, <laughs> hey, remember this this scene?" Like um, one one that got me, and I hate when Superman does this. Is like he. He toys with like villains who normally, you know, normally get defeated really easily, but he doesn't think like ahead like Batman does. And I'll show you this example in, in Batman Superman again. Toymaker, Toymaster. Forget his name, Toymaker, Toymaster. Toymaster. Right. Superman comes in, Toymaster is like, all my robots are attacking you. Superman's like, are we doing this again? Come on, man. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> Toymaster's like, oh no. And he runs back into that back room and Superman just kind of follows him through. He's like, hey man, just give up. And Toymaster's like, Bloop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Superman gets hit by a ray and gets like shrunk into oblivion. Right. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> like, you walked into that clearly, one. Is, he was, is go, is go, he's going to Goku a good character? Is <laughs> Goku, Goku is a, a good character? Goku is an awful character. Let's, we, okay. we know this. I, I just I just want to make sure there was no... Uh, there is... Yeah, no. <laughs> we know him. There is no... Hypocrisy. I will call them out, sir. Goku is <laughs> a terrible character. I've never liked him. We'll talk about that later. But his son... <laughs> He, get, he regenerated cell and told his son to go to Idaho. We can talk about that. We talk about that. bad parenting. Honestly, like, when, when, you, when, you, when you grow up watching that stuff, you're like, oh, yeah. It's kinda, it's no, like, without a doubt, Goku's a bad parent. He's a bad parent. Terrible. Terrible. For sure. Where were you this whole time? All he cares about is the fight. He doesn't care. I was training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I, I mean, situations like that, like, oh, this building is lined with lead. Let me go in. Don't go in. Just do some other type of reconnaissance. Read the room, man. But Read again, the lead room. But, but, but again, we've seen, like, I think Superman, in those moments, Arrogance. the writing Superman, no, but again, he does, but he can't die. He doesn't die. Superman does not die. he doesn't die, but like, okay, same scenario. Batman walks into a master's like, I have your friend Superman. I'm good at Batman's like, nope, you're not going to press that button. But Split again, second. Batman can die. <laughs> so he has to think ahead. He has to he be has, that kind again, of thing. That's, yeah, exactly. Like Batman has to be 12 but steps ahead of everybody because Superman's, if he's not, he's Superman's dead. non-dying is a lot of it has to do with luck. Like a lot of times, like he walked into a kryptonite cloud and he was like, oh, I guess it doesn't affect me now. I'm like, dude. <laughs> but we've seen, but we've seen the moment. We've seen what happens when, like, they try to like give Superman the threat of death, and it never takes. It it's yeah. just, it's a, it's it, it's basically canon part of the character where death is not a threat that you can give to Superman. He's he's not someone who has to worry about dying. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he either if he, you can beat him to death, he'll come back well, as he did with the death of that, Superman. Which guy? New 52. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he did not come. 
<laughs> but they just they just got like another they they, won, yeah they replaced it essentially <laughs> they, like, they, they replaced like, it with the old version they, they took the old they version they took him out man back. I was like dude <laughs> but again that was not Superman so it's fine <laughs> it's like <laughs> he felt like super. Superman I was like I was along for that ride, and then I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> but but as but as they established, the real Superman was apparently hiding in the woods with some yeah, yeah, with his family and right. stuff like that. I was <laughs> I was not happy about what happened to him. I was like. But again, do. but it, but that happens. Why? Because like they had a bunch of people riding Superman who should not have been riding Superman. Like the, the what they were doing with action comics with Grant Morrison and then Greg Pak, they were doing great stuff with Superman. But then in the actual Superman series, because they just have a bunch of people fucking around with this fucking high collar plated <laughs> armor of Superman. But I, I actually like the idea of him having armor. Right, because he he goes into places where he shouldn't go. We know this. This is what he does, right? He goes so into space. So it add, it add, he goes it adds into the danger, depth of space where there's no sun. Right, he doesn't take a backup mini sun that he fed to <laughs> you know the sun sun eater that he has in his fortress of solitude. I don't forget these things, right? I know he can create little mini suns, and he never takes them along when he's long journeys out into the solar <laughs> system where there's no sunlight to help him out. Right, then he almost dies, mm-hmm. right, and he comes back, and I'm like. What did you learn? You didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs> but again, like, but again, like if if a story is being told about Superman like possibly dying, it's not a good story. <laughs> what death? Uh, death? Like I said, death is not a part of the Superman canon. You're not telling a Superman story if you're trying to use death as a threat to him, mm-hmm. right? We know we're all aware that death is the ultimate equalizer is in in every story that is ever told. And it's every story is basically only about two things, love or death. Mm -hmm. And and so if you're not, if you're you're not writing about someone falling in love with somebody or like unrequited love, then you're writing about that person, like fighting off death for as long as they possibly can. But that does not apply to Superman ever. It doesn't. It It doesn't. Like, do you think he would would make different decisions? And it's been tried before. Yes, I do. Yeah. If, if death was a factor for Superman from now on, I think he would be much easier to write and i and i think the stories would be a lot more mediocre because of it. death death is a point death, well, in that case yeah death is a point for for even batman they they will shoot him but he he just survived they will stab him but he just survives he will get beat up in a gang fight but he'll fight back and then he just survives so death is a death is an aspect for batman or for any other mortal uh hero out there but for superman yeah it doesn't work but that's and we know well that's fine know, to me we know batman will never die we know captain yeah. america we know spider-man just by virtue of storytelling these stories have to go on forever we know they we know as an audience that they just won't die in the meta sense right but because the possibility of death is always there we always worry just a little bit like is this the moment Mm -hmm. like there's there's if if you're reading stories like is this that one percent chance where this where where we actually lose bruce wayne we actually lose peter parker for the last time and he might never show because that's always a possibility but when you're if you're but i think a long time ago it happened actually no we know when it happened we know with the death of superman and the return of the superman that is when it became official. Superman death is not a factor for Superman anymore. That's, That's when right. it became canon. No, no death. And death, they you, pushed you, it. You should, they pushed yeah, that they limit pu- hard. <laughs> they pushed it as far as they could. But we know we know that if you bring back Superman, like at least for then he it's not a factor anymore in the storytelling. You cannot threaten us with the death of Superman ever again. Right. Yeah. That's I true. don't like it. <laughs> I am not a fan. I don't like it. <laughs> but it it it. To me, it's it's I like when the stakes are raised, right? I want to see 
like, this is him. What is he going to do? And not like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, things are fine. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. I think, okay, well, in that case, I think if the stakes are going to be raised, it's going to be what's this what is the takeaway from the the citizens of metropolis or the world how like is he going to change his methods the story afterwards not death that's true not death but the stakes would be his connection his symbol is it hope anymore is he now a villain of society i mean he's a super person but it's because you're here all these super villains are here it's your fault that you cause this and that will create reverberating effects in a storyline you know in the canon of Superman because that's where the stakes will be high. That's where and that's where I'm coming from because I think that when you take death out of the out of the equation, then you've limited yourself to creating so much more creative and interesting stories because they're not going to the thing that connects every that every other story is always writing about. They're going they're, they they can't use death anymore. They have to yeah. use emotion. They have to use connections. They have to use loss and love and all these other things that make the story so much more interesting than whether the hero's going to live or die at the end, even though we all know he's not. Mm-hmm. And I wish I guess I wish they would dive deeper into that cuz they, they they rarely go into like how Metropolis really feels like, like you know, I've, I've, I've seen a, I've seen a few here and there. I've seen a few issues here and there. You know, if it's if it's been illustrated in movies or or or, or shows, you know, the animated series that something that was talked about like either an episode or a comic or an issue before is brought up later when they talk about Lex Luthor's campaign against Superman where in the beginning yeah he's just seen as this crazy billionaire who just hates Superman but Superman is saving us because he wants to save us so the comic line would show a transition or at least a maturity or not I wouldn't say maturity uh, just a, a, a digression of like where people think all the most, all the best about Superman, but and think low of Lex Luthor, and then stuff happens, villains happen, collateral damage happens, and then people are start listening to Lex Luthor because yeah, in the dialogue that they write for Lex Luthor, it will illustrate yeah, look, hey, listen, this is what I've been telling you from the beginning, and of course there'll be like little indicators. Oh, an in issue one, an issue two. It's like it's like you know, Superman is a menace. He's he, you might think you might think we need him, but we don't need him. And then Superman's like, no, no I'm the, I'm the good guy, guy. And then that that would be the stakes of, like that I was talking about. That would be something where as a reader you're reading it and you're like in the first issue you're like, yeah, this is there's no reason to not to not like Superman. And then by issue number 9 of that same like of that same saga of that same storyline, you're like, "Oh, this is starting to make sense." But what do they do? <laughs> they then they reboot it and then it's somewhere <laughs> they reboot it like, "Okay, we got too close." <laughs> And Terrence, I'm totally with you on the idea that I wish we would see a lot more stories diving into the emotional impact of someone, of of a character when death is not a factor anymore, of the world around them and of the emotional connections they have with the world. I definitely want to see more of those stories. I definitely agree with you that, like, there are probably more bad stories than good when it comes to Superman. And but I don't think that's I don't think that's the fault of the character. I think that's a fault of humanity. I think the fact that we live in this world since 1986, where dark and gritty is cooler and more impressive, and it's not and it's no longer super okay to be that hopeful person that wishes for the best in humanity and should inspire us to be a greater thing. I think that's a fault on our side as to why we can't tell good Superman stories anymore. Mm-hmm. Not because of the idea of no, Superman. Yeah, like I said, I love the idea of him. I you know, I still re- I, I love the idea, but I love reading him, and I'm like ah. <laughs> Someone needs to do something with his. Just bring him back to like a, a, a believable 
suspended disbelief. So <laughs> like really 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 suspended disbelief. <laughs> uh, so uh, before we finish up, uh, do we have any opinions? So like when it, we we might be at like a stalemate when it comes to whether Superman is good or bad. Like, I don't think anybody's convinced anybody at this point. Okay, 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 okay. Real quick. <laughs> Because I, I, I don't think I finished this point. When it comes to when we're you know, being philosophical, ethic, e- ethics. I am a huge proponent in the idea that ethics stems from emotions. So, if we're gonna say what is good, we have to listen to both sides: the the Lex Luthers of the world and the Superman of the world. Superman of the world that says, you know, help everybody, help your neighbor, help your elderly neighbor, help the cat out of the tree, and that's all good stuff. Lex Luthor states that's actually a bad thing because you 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 disable people from even you know working out their own problems or learning from their mistakes and not having the cat go up this, the, the tree again or something like that you know it's so it's kind of it's an interesting balance i would say superman is a good character because what he inspires the rest of the world to be good and to be strong and to stand up to bullies and people bigger than you or who can at least hurt you. Yeah. So that's my I mean good in terms of ethics, right? Like it is whether he's actually just like a stand-up guy. Yeah. Good in terms of ethics, yes. Stand-up guy, yes. All right. All right. And again, this is where (laughs) this is where I I love the idea of everything they say, right? I think it's good. Um, I Come hate on, argue for the billionaire. Let's hear. It. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I I kind of have to go a little bit on Lex's side of this. Um, but the reality is, think of everyone that Superman has put away. I think okay. of the number of times they've escaped and killed a bunch of people. And think of the amount of times he put them back away. Okay. And I think of the amount of times they escaped and come back and killed the amount of people. I'm with you. So yes, theoretically, it's amazing that he's such a good ethical person and justice should prevail and whatnot. But the reality is these people, these supervillains, these, you know, they just they wreak so much havoc that he should put them in the phantom zone. Yeah, just just <laughs> phantom zone on away, just phantom zone everybody. No, 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 and... no. But it, again, I get it, right? We want to believe that there's good in super, in, you know, good in everyone. Superman can bring it out of them, and then you know they just come back and just throw it right in his face, and he he can't die, so he's okay. But you know, <laughs> like everyone else. And for me, I actually disagree with you guys. Like, uh, I can I can I can totally understand the pragmatist view when it comes to morality and what is good and what is evil. I think. And this might be the Superman that has infected me all these years. <laughs> I think that there is a su- there is such thing as inherent goodness. There are things that deep down in our souls we are aware that are things that we should not be doing. Right? It feels like it, we know we know it's bad to kill a person. We know it's bad to steal from a person. There are things that we is inherently whether we enjoy those things or not, whether we're so like whenever, whenever someone doesn't feel those things, we always give them like a like some kind of like men, uh, mental faults there, right? right? There's something stopping them from feeling that same way, right? It is it is not our natural state to just be killing and murdering each other. That's not how humanity works. <laughs> Marcus, no, face, like, Marcus's face disagrees with you, and I also disagree with no, you. No, I mean, like, I got history on my side there, too, guys. Like, you can you can try to tell yourself it's like The Walking Dead. That'd be, where, a, like, people, that'd be a separate podcast. Like, that'd be a separate podcast. about that. You can try to tell yourself that it's like The Walking Dead where everyone will just be out for themselves at the end of the day. I didn't but watch like, that show. 
we've had multiple apocalypses on Earth already. We're already aware that it's not a good idea to just kill anyone you see in the middle of an apocalypse because that person might have been a doctor. That person might know how to make a battery. That person might know how to cook a meal. Like you can't just you can't just assume the worst in somebody when an apocalypse happens. The only reason we exist here today is because people came together in times of stress right. and and horribleness that right. like that's the only reason we exist is because people Until came together now. and did the best. Right. They came together and they killed animals that would have otherwise killed us. Got it. <laughs> There right? we go. So there you yeah. go. So we got ourselves out of the food chain. Right. I totally agree that's with what you. happened, right? Because otherwise, good. guess what? We still have to kill to survive. We, we killed enough people in the past to make sure our bloodline stayed around. I see what you're saying. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm with so you where on I'm that. At, where I'm at with it is, I'm definitely at the anarchist point of view. Where it's like, like, I think that eventually you can trust humanity to do the best thing. Where like, our natural state is knowing how to treat each other and right. doing it in a way where the most amount of people can as be as happy as possible it is, but it's, it's, it's going to take a long ass time to get there it's, it's going to take a long time it's to get there it's a state of privilege I see it as I, I see it, it as we, I no no I'm, a, I'm aware that this point of view is going to get me killed right. no, I, no, no, see, absolutely. I see that as this I see it as we're alive by the skin of our teeth. We just made it. I, fi- I find that we're here right now, but let's not gloat. I feel it's like we right. just made it, and I feel like we're here. You know, whether it's a roll of the dice that we're the ones even born, it's a roll of the dice that 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 no harm, terrible harm, <laughs> no terminal harm has, has been inflicted by us by other uh, apocalypse-loving people. So I say that we're alive by either the luck, skin of our teeth, right now, here and there. Because, yeah, I haven't seen The Walking Dead, but yeah, let's hear them out. Let's hear them out. <laughs> As of today, we have Superman luck. <laughs> yes, there we go. We have Superman luck. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'm, I will be here assuming the best in humanity and be called naive for it, and Good. I'm fine with it. I love it. All right, I and love that's it. why we're friends because you have someone like me. So you're the Superman, I'm the Batman. I will be like, nah, <laughs> we need to. <laughs> and Marcus, you can be Wonder Woman because I sense uh, I like great that. strength in you. There you go. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> he looks like he's been molded from clay. It works out. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Left in the oven too uh, long. I think. I think with that, that is a perfect time to end on this. We've been talking for a long ass time. It's gonna be a pain in the ass. For me to edit but it's, it was totally worth it i hope you guys had a good time do you guys have any final thoughts on this before we head out uh yeah uh yes i have a, a final thought on the topic yes um i would say that uh, <laughs> I, I would definitely say that uh superman is okay superman is a great symbol with if, if we if you use him for you know hope for strength uh superman as a character is great because he's uh malleable for almost any storyline, you know, he's you can either be the epitome of good, which has always been very like where everyone goes to, or you make storylines where he's the worst bad or someone not as strong or someone not as bad, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I, I will forever enjoy talking about Superman. So that's that's just my thing. So that's my point. Right. Terrence, my thoughts are that I think that if you can suspend your belief you will have an excellent time reading Superman. I know I do. Uh, it's just one of those characters that you can get behind uh, almost 100% of the time, right? He stands for all the things. He stands for the best things we hope in ourselves. Uh, it's just 
when it's run against reality of what he can do versus what he does with what he <laughs> his power it just doesn't <laughs> add up for someone like me um from a pragmatist perspective right uh but i think that he is was and always will be one of the greatest superheroes that have ever been written um if you nice. don't look too hard <laughs> and with that and i sincerely believe that we can probably create our own we should create our own superhero character and see what's what you would have, you would have a pamphlet of a cartoon a comic where it's just like here's the problem here i got a power to solve it boom we're done <laughs> out of here uh, like every every one of your obstacles of your thing will just call, like take an hour and that's well, it. i think we won't make the same mistake that uh they made with that with superman character right he won't be too overpowered <laughs> well like uh, I was I was gonna ask you guys like because whenever the, whenever that happens anybody whenever someone creates a Superman character it just ends up becoming some it becomes it becomes either a blatant ripoff that everyone's a, 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 totally aware of um, or uh, or uh, Captain Marvel or uh, Shazam as he's called now mm-hmm. that's ridiculous whatever <laughs> that's, or, that's so freaking ridiculous or, or someone writes that version of Superman to show like how this person is totally not Superman and why this character is actually terrifying. And so that's how you get your Plutonians and your Homelanders and your sentries. Oh, by, when by, they do that though, yeah, that's that's By fun. giving them superpowers and then making them evil. <laughs> which, which I'll tell um, you right now, I have a problem with when people say like, that's exactly what we're really like. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Don't say that. Because you're gonna have people believing you. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Uh, but I think with that, I think this was a conversation well had that led absolutely nowhere, which is our, my favorite, my favorite kinds of conversation. My favorite kinds of conversation. This was excellent. Thank you guys so much. And we out. Likewise. <laughs>